0: Whatever happened to the art of whatever happened to the art of whatever happened to the art of conversation. Welcome everyone. I'm Michael Banks, host of Leadership Luminaries, a People Smart production. People Smart is an international professional consulting firm um, operating in all the major continents. And it provides, as as an organization, provides innovative learning solutions, both virtual and in-person, to organizations in many countries, cultures and languages, focusing on leadership and people development in the context of digital transformation, change management, culture change, and the increasing need for emotional intelligence. I'm very happy to introduce today to you, uh, to you, to my guest. My guest is uh, Gerardo Segat. And today, among other related topics, we'll be discussing the masks that leaders wear and how those prevent authenticity. So Gerard Segat is an international leadership coach whose purpose and legacy is to humanize leadership. Following a wealth of experiences as entrepreneur, chairman and CEO, Gerardo has used his leadership background to create Preludes, a coaching program created to humanize leaders and organizations and their stakeholders through creative and powerful original experiences, such as decision making debates, client interaction models, and emotions focused team meetings. Gerardo is also the creator of Verbate. Have I got that right?
1: Debate. Like debate, but D-date. with a B instead of a D.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Um, a format of a decision-making debate. He's, uh, he also does has created the Leader in the Mirror, a format of interview, and Leaderness, a postgraduate training program. For the past decade, he's been a a member of the Young President's Organization, better known as the YPO, which is the world's largest community of leaders and CEOs, of which he's been the founder and chair of three chapters in Italy, Switzerland, and globally. Currently, Gerardo is working on Out as Humans, a performing arts show designed to humanize authentic leaders. Out as Humans is an individual and group immersive performance that creates a space for leaders to be open, trusting, empathetic and feel a sense of belonging. So, very, very happy that you're here today. Gerardo, welcome. Thank
1: you, Michael. Thank you for inviting me and hello to all your audience.
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. Yes, and you're... uh, you're, You're sort of, you're based in Italy, aren't you? I am, as you can hear from my accent. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, I am. uh, Well, actually, I'm based in the Italian-speaking
0: part of Switzerland, but I'm originally Italian. Yeah. Wonderful. So I've got Italian blood in me as well. (laughs) (laughs) I I can read an Italian restaurant menu perfectly. So all the waiters think I'm Italian, but then that's it. (laughs) <laughs> just got a good <laughs> accent you yeah. know i can't, can't converse righty um i've got loads of questions for you um and let's start with um one that really caught my eye actually um and it's a sort of pet topic of mine and that is what is the one leadership skill that'll make a difference in the age of artificial intelligence hmm
1: um a friend of mine the, a friend of mine shared uh, um you know he asked he recently asked the chat gpt what would be the um the type of intelligences type of human intelligence least likely for ai to surpass humans and uh, the answer from chat gpt was five intelligences Uh, Somehow, some of them are quite surprising, Mm -hmm. Uh, bodily kinesthetic intelligence, naturalistic intelligence, um, existential intelligence, intrapersonal and interpersonal intelligence. So those five. And then there is a quick definition by Chad GPT. And in all the definition of all five of intelligences, that's the word awareness. Okay, so um, that is you know uh, that for me is uh, is to say that uh, awareness and in particular self-awareness is the one leadership skill that will make the difference uh, in the age of AI.
0: Ah, fantastic. I'm very enthusiastic about your response. Um, it's it, i've always con, c- always maintained that you can't be a great leader unless you begin with self awareness um and of course that extends to to awareness of what's around you people around you that's really interesting um
1: it it is interesting that Chad G.P.T. said that, that yeah. self awareness yeah. is the skill that will be least likely for AI to surpass humans.
0: Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I mm. uh, I recently wrote an article called um, AI versus humanity, and uh, I discovered this guy called Mo Gaudat. I don't know if you've heard of him. He used to be the CEO of Google, uh, one of the Google companies, and uh, he he said that ultimately way the, the way that we're going to be able to deal with AI effectively as it becomes more and more intelligent is through emotional intelligence. Um, and he said that you know if you treat the robots kindly and uh, as a good parent would a child, then they will actually benefit from that and they'll learn ethics and values. These robots. Uh, otherwise, they'll copy the bad side of human behavior. <laughs> and we're really going to be in trouble then. <laughs>
1: I think it's uh, uh, both fascinating and scary,
0: a little bit. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, and then you talk about um, overcoming the, the most common ultimate fears of a leader. What would you say are the common most, uh, the most common ultimate fears of a leader, typically?
1: Oh, I can tell you how I got to that yeah uh, i it was something that I initially started with myself, but then I also obviously extended to uh the other you know leaders and community that I belong to. Um, And I started from the result of those fears, and the result uh, are uh, those harmful defensive behavior that we all have. So wearing masks, uh, being aggressive, ignoring, delaying, blaming, um, all those kind of, you know, destroying, those are behaviors that we all have as leaders. And that are defensive, defensive from fears. Um, and so, you know, I was looking at these harmful defensive behaviors and with the, you know, the aim of getting to the ultimate uh, fears, I build up this kind of pyramid uh, of, of harmful defensive behaviors and fears, continuously asking myself, okay, but why this defensive behavior or why this fear? Okay. Assuming that It was not the end, but there was something that uh, was causing, uh, you know, this fear or this behavior. And the end result has been that I got to four uh, ultimate fears of a leader. And these are fear of no meaning. So no meaning in what you do or in your life. Mm -hmm. Fear of loneliness. Uh, So fear of being lonely or ending up alone in the future. Uh, fear of dependency from something or from somebody and fear of uncertainty. So,
0: sorry, what was that last one?
1: Uncertainty, Understood. fear of uncertainty.
0: Yeah.
1: So, meaningless loneliness, dependency, uncertainty. Those ultimately cause all these harmful defensive behaviors and other
0: intermediate fears. Yeah. You know? so what that's that's great thank you what 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 are the um how do you overcome those
1: um well
0: first I, question, but. <laughs> uh,
1: uh well the, there isn't uh, you know the solution the absolute solution okay there are approaches and uh, uh you know it really depends what is your uh, there is your best solution, you know what works best for you um you know, looking at the solutions available um I think those solutions uh you know i I kind of classify them in two categories: one is the bullet train, what I call the bullet train, the other one is the regional train, so the bullet train the bullet train doesn't have you know it's it's kind of quicker. Go straight to the point. So, if you fear having no meaning, it takes you to directly to finding meaning. So, what is giving meaning to you? Okay, that's typically you know uh, the 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 approach of coaching in its uh, strict sense. You know, forget the you know every individual is has got some black and some white. Let's put it this way: coaching say okay, let's forget about the black, let's focus on the white, and let's make it bigger. Okay. So it goes straight to the positive. So let's go and find where meaning is for you. Uh, That's the bullet train. Uh, You know, it works for some people. That's the best. It doesn't for other people. The regional one tends to work this fear out more, you know, and in general, all the different methodologies out there have at least uh, three uh, stops. So it's a regional train with three stops. Uh, acceptance of the fear, action towards, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a desired solution, and analysis of the consequences in the solution. Um, I think that, you know, behind those three, Mm -hmm. uh, hide uh, three opportunities. Okay, one for each of those stops. So, I think the ideal probably would be six stops regional train and the 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 first opportunity behind acceptance before acceptance is awareness okay so be aware of your fear
0: yeah.
1: and uh, subsequently accept it peacefully okay and then yes analyze uh, what are the consequences of What have been the consequences of your fears? What have been your harmful defensive behavior? But what's the point of analyzing those consequences if you don't amend them? So the opportunity behind analyzing the consequences is to amend. And amending, so remedy has a very strong impact on um, the creativity behind finding a solution. So it's really boosting the creativity to find the different, what is the solution for you to that fear, which is the, the, the third opportunity. So, you know, uh, unleashing all the creativity you have to, to find the different kinds of solution and then take action and decide which solution uh, you want to go for
0: yes interesting that uh, you started off with saying that uh, you know in the first place you have to be aware of these uh, these fears um which is just what i was thinking and um you can't move forward unless you are aware of them because <laughs> you don't have any choice if you're blind to them
1: well that's uh, yeah in theory but in practice uh, we tend to uh, immediately move think about any kind of situation that we are facing uh the world pushes us to act quickly yeah so we move uh, uh we try to stop things change direction solve uh, intervene you know and uh, uh, it's you know we don't live in a world that educates us to stay still for one second and actually you know observe what it is what is the issue, what are the feelings inside, where you feel them, you know, uh, these were missing, you know, and this has a tremendous impact on the way that we behave as leaders, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I'm always getting annoyed and even angry with uh, a society that we're in that is, that finds it very difficult, especially leaders the profile of a leader they find it very difficult to stop and to take stock and to reflect reflection is something that's not normal for them so they're on to the next meeting on to the next decision um and and it's it's an express train and um i think that you know uh i'm always encouraging leaders to to take to take some time out. But again, fear. It's interesting that, you know, why don't people reflect more? What are they afraid of if they take the time to to do that? You know, that's a good question to ask.
1: I think that's, uh, uh, again, uh, um, you know, not only uh, we live in a world that doesn't stimulate uh, stopping, you know, at the beginning and just observing, yeah. but pushes you to action, pushes you to intervene, pushes you to amend, pushes you to change, pushes, you, you know, it doesn't incentivate uh, or it doesn't educate really, not really incentivize, but educate you to stop. Um And uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the second point is uh, that uh, uh, we, we, um because of that reason also we uh, we focus very much on the outside and not the inside you know a leader's job is an inside out job yeah uh, and instead uh, uh, you know the element the inside element is often uh, not mm, taken care of, you know
0: no, and it
1: doesn't start inside it starts outside because if you think about it, even when we are kids, we are educated uh, to care for the outside, and not the inside. You know, if I go to school, they teach me, ah, they, that's very important. What marks you take, not, you know, my opinion or how much I feel that I'm prepared or that I learned, uh, you know, in this particular subject. Uh, so. It's always outer, outer, outer. And this also uh, takes leaders to set outer objectives. So to set outcomes as objectives. So I want, uh, you know, to have lots of money. I want to have 10 offices. I want to expand in five markets. You know, it's always outside, you know. The real objectives are inner objectives. So, And, you know, it's very rare to find a leader that sets himself or herself in their objectives.
0: Yeah. Wow. I agree. (laughs) You know, you and I have done this sort of work with leaders for many years and I think we've reached the same conclusions (laughs) but uh, it's taken a while. I said to my my ex last night. I said, "You know, it's taken me long enough." She said, "It's taken me forever, but I've got got somewhere in the end." So, what's what is the um, how can how can the leaders move from the state of harmful defensive behaviors to a state of courage and fulfillment? Is it is it through practice? It is, it
1: is by by flipping those fears, those four fears, ultimate fears. You know, if you flip them, you actually get to the four inner treasures of a leader.
0: Well, I was going to ask you about that, and please tell me now because so this interview without so the ultimate fears are no meaning, meaningless,
1: loneliness, dependency, and uncertainty. So if you flip them into positive, uh, the four treasures of a leader are uh, meaning, love. Freedom and certainty, and those are inner inner treasures, okay, so inner meaning, inner love, inner freedom, inner certainty uh when you get to that as a leader and you uh get there or almost get there, let's say because you know uh because of the fact that they are inner objective, somehow uh it's a continuous job to try. And reach them, no, and to, to be better um at them. But when you get there, then fears disappear, therefore harmful defensive behavior disappear. So from a loud discussion in the office to pushing a button to launch a missile, you know, those things um don't happen anymore. So the, the way that you do it is by you know doing a kind of work which might be a coach or something else, whatever is your best approach, your ideal approach, to get to those four inner treasures of a leader.
0: Yeah, um, really fantastic uh, that you're able to state what those are in, in a world that um, I think is beginning to explore and accept how valuable they are. There's... Like, for example, love. I mean, it's it's amazing how many decades it's taken for, you know, there there was a time when, as a corporate executive, you couldn't mention love. Because people would think you're crazy. Absolutely nuts. You know, what's love got to do with business? (laughs) But it's got everything to do with it.
1: Sometimes it happens that... uh... Again, you know, this is, we need to be aware of this. You know, the word pushes us towards, uh, you know, a different direction. Education pushes us in different directions. Uh, inner means digging. You know, we have no time for digging. You know, uh, yes, doing this work that will take you to inner meaning, inner love, inner freedom, inner certainty, takes time.
0: It does. And it's
1: uncomfortable. Okay, humans don't like uncomfortable (laughs) discomfort, and the world doesn't like digging because it takes time. Okay, and so this is why we stop, we don't dig, and often, you know, even if you think about that pyramid of fears. We always stop at, you know, the, the immediate fear. You know, I might have fear that I don't have, uh, you know, that I, uh, I'm i not going to have a nice life, uh, that I'm not going to earn a lot of money or enough money to, you know. But, you know, that's not the ultimate fears. Why is that relevant to you? So you need to go either at the top or the way you see it or dig down, you know, and go to the core. Uh, this takes time. Uh,
0: it really does. You're right. Um, we haven't got much longer, so I'm going to remind the audience that uh, I'm Michael Banks. This is the Leadership Luminaries podcast series by People Smart, and um, I my guest today is Gerardo Segat. And um, I yeah, I just find Gerardo that you're. The way that you have uh, ended up thinking about leadership based on your experiences, um, you're a living example of of a leader who's put who understands intimately what you're talking about. Um, and I find it very exciting, I really do. And um, I'm going to try and fit in a couple more questions here.
1: Uh, Thank you, Michael, Michael, for the compliment. But I would add uh, an imperfect
0: example. Well, let's not go there, because (laughs) I I, um, I have a cleaner. She comes in three days a week, and she's a fabulous young woman from Ukraine. And she's a perfectionist. And and I joke with her. I make fun of her. I say it, it, it's not perfect. It can't be perfect. Nothing is perfect. And uh, she's she's it's great great learning for her because she she's obsessive with the perfection. That um, it's a, that's a tough one to let go of as well. But uh, anyway, uh, I want to get these two questions in. Um, So, um, just looking at my notes, uh, what is the impact of deep authenticity and human connection on a leader's behavior and performance? Uh,
1: Deep authenticity and human connection, well, let's say human connection is often, is a consequence of deep authenticity. The deep authenticity is Accessible and contagious. Actually, it is accessible because it's contagious. And the reason why I'm saying this is uh, you know, I've experienced board meetings, uh, virtual events, where people have shared the most intimate fragility just after half an hour of conversation. Uh, You know, things that maybe they had issues saying, you know, for years to friends. They've been able to share those just after half an hour. It's actually one of the experiences of my uh, corporate coaching program is a um, speech that I do to board of uh, corporates or banks, etc., about vulnerability. And um, you know, the reality is that that, you know once uh, everyone finds himself or herself into a safe space they would open up yeah and they would be deeply authentic because they're just everyone is just looking forward to find themselves into this kind of space where they can be the true self take out the mask and you know be who they are And so the key is to create that safe space. And the way that the leaders do it is by leading by example. So by being himself or herself, authentic, vulnerable, human. And when you do that, all the other people will do the same. Mm -hmm. So I go to boards of banks knowing nobody you know, talking half an hour about uh, the effects of vulnerability and the, the second half an hour, uh, I share my personal fragility and I ask uh, the other people to share theirs. Um they write it on a post-it note and then I read them aloud, okay. Those meetings end up where people share incredible fragilities, you know, uh, psychological issues, uh, uh, and you know, end up uh, crying, uh, end up hugging. You know, it's an incredible human experience. Every time yes. I do that. Okay, yes. so the effects, uh, the effects of that uh, is that this creates uh, the authenticity and creates human connection amongst the people. Uh, the effects, uh, you know, on uh, on the individual, I would say. What I find is, you know, specifically three things. One is um, radical positivity. So leaders who are deeply uh, human and connected, deeply authentic, are always look at the bright side of things, anything, you know, even the, the most negative one. They have very strong human skills, what we call soft skills. I I, I call them human skills. And third, uh, they have this radical clarity that whenever they find themselves into situations, they are capable of creating these magical spaces like uh, win-win scenarios, uh, impossible to possible, you know, things like this. Um, Overall in the organization, the effect of uh, authenticity and human connection is uh, unleashing, uh, you know, cohesion, unleashing psycho- creating psycho- psychological safety, uh, unleashing uh, openness, cohesion, trust, uh, sense of belonging. And all this has an impact on performance.
0: Yes, yes. And uh, there's one word I'd like to add to that. In my experience, uh, as you move towards being fully authentic, you experience greater freedom. Um, it's a state of freedom. And uh, I know that that's very important to a lot of people. It's one of their key values. that I've, I've certainly is for me. Um, we, we're virtually out of time. So I've got one other question, one more. And this one is about uh, out as human. Can you just briefly explain that? I'm intrigued. Performance.
1: Yes, it's a live show available to corporates, organizations, associations, uh, leadership conventions. And uh, it is a one and a half hour performance that combines performing arts with powerful questions. So like coaching questions or intimate questions. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a you know magical experience that puts people, you know the 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 audience creates immediate psychological safety, makes them live, uh, makes them taste what uh, psychological safety, uh you know in the technical world I like more you know what human connection means, what deep authenticity means, and uh, immediately creates that safe space. Uh, and so people live an incredible experience and the group, you know, creates, you know, cohesion, trust, uh, openness. It changes relationships. Uh, I hope one day uh, it is my goal uh, to feature this show during world leaders conventions. Uh, not necessarily to change uh, those people, but certainly to change the interactions. And the decisions that are taken there.
0: Oh gosh. I hope that dream comes true. I really do. I I would love that. I let you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting away that easily. I'm gonna keep <laughs> <up> on you. <laughs> um okay, so if people want to contact you, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, so linkedin.com slash IN slash Gerardo or uh, they can find me on my website, gerardosegat.com, and they see all the information about my coaching program and my show humans.
0: Okay, great. And uh, we'll we'll publish those when we post the the interview. Um, we'll we'll um, put those at the bottom. Uh, There's ways that you can be contacted. So um, yes, um, good timing. And thank you very much indeed. This is fascinating. Um, really, I hope the audience loves it because it's there's so much there to reflect on um, that you've talked about. And um, yeah, uh, all I can say is that I've really enjoyed uh, discussing these things with you and hearing your wisdom.
1: Thank you, Mega. Thank you for inviting me, yeah. and thank you to your audience for listening.
0: Yeah, and and thanks to Ale- it's Alex, right? Yeah, thanks to Alex. She was very persistent, and uh, normally I get these requests, and I was like, nah. but with you, I said, wait a minute, this is <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> Um, okay, so for the time being, I'm going to say goodbye, and uh, again, thank you. Whatever happened to the art? Whatever happened to the art? Whatever happened to the art of conversation?